0: Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and each week I interview everyday people who have transformed their health and the amazing souls supporting them on their journey. Be inspired. Today I'm talking with Beck Higgins, a holistic health and wellbeing coach for women overcoming chronic health conditions. She's also a physical therapist, single mum to a beautiful four-year-old, and just an incredible woman. I really want you to dive into this story today and pay close attention to what she's achieved over the last six months. Reversing MS is not an easy thing to do, so a lot of people have really struggled in this space, but she's proven that, you know, following your intuition, cleaning up your nutrition and just looking after yourself, which I know a lot of people already do, can really help and she's really targeted um, her approach. So enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to my Holistic Health Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. Good, good. We're on a very similar journey in terms of the work um, that we're just currently putting out into the world and we'll touch on that later. So I'm excited about that. But tell me what life looks like for you right now.
1: Yeah, so right now, um, life is exciting. So, um, I have a four-year-old boy so life is busy, um, lots of running around and um, because I'm a single mum as well like um, yeah I'm go all the time. Um, I'm working for myself and yeah helping other women with chronic conditions with um, reclaim parts of their life. I, I absolutely adore life and how Like I have this deep appreciation for where I'm at. Um, I'm in a really happy space and, yeah, I'm just generally enjoying life and helping to share the message within the community that um, really living with chronic condition does not mean that it has to be a life sentence.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I'm keen to dive into your story and and yeah. how that's evolved for you. One of the questions that comes up for my podcast listeners, because you've just tapped onto how much you have on the go and, you know, with a four-year-old and running your own business and doing personal development work, how do you fit it all in? How does it become part of your life?
1: Um, so I'd say, like, because I've been doing it for a while and I worked in health and well-being, it's just been um little daily habits and moments like those micro moments so like when I'm doing yoga or I'm doing a bit of a workout like my son he's friends with all the trainers and the physios and that so he comes to and he's in that environment with me he he often climbs on my back and we do exercises together and like that's that's a real connection time Um, if I'm working actually go out and sit in nature so like it's really how I've sort of incorporated and made those adjustments to to our daily life because most of the time my son is with me so I've had to sort of increase the like increase those moments and um, parenting is always the priority and their screen off time like periods of the day, like having those loving boundaries in place as well, because I know um, how much that connection serves me as well as what it's giving my son. So I'm sort of like rewriting the story um, from the previous generation where there's also been chronic illness passed down in my family in that I've been able to sort of change the epigenetics and then throwing the um, personal development in there it's sort of just been a natural flow so like my son might sit on the couch and that's when he might have some of his little videos or some Disney plus time but I'll sit there and read a book and that's a very conscious choice Um, and then also my connections like within the coaching community like just picking up the phone and having a conversation like There's so much growth that can come from that alone, and the beautiful connections like that. So I've really just sort of incorporated it in. I've done a lot of mindset work around um, that. Hey, it doesn't have to be hard. And like little things, I can tell myself. Like um, one of the ones that I love is like I get to. So like if I'm like I just want to just lay on the couch and watch. Netflix all day i I can tell myself hey you no know, actually I get to go out in nature with my son or I get to like lay on the couch or I can read a book or I get to just be like I just get that silence and that time to myself yeah. and um, yeah so I've really learned to incorporate it and mesh it in um, really immerse myself in that community and a lot of friendships that have um, transpired from that um how else do I fit it all in <laughs> um, it's like you you've got those um glass balls like you you're juggling those balls but I just pick three things that I make the priority so um like my health and well-being and that's aligned with my values as well so my priority I know it's a non-negotiable to show up for my health and well-being um my family and my relationship i know it's a non-negotiable to show up for my family and relationships and three really like nature movement and everything i know it's a non-negotiable for me to enrich my connections and everything like that and my relationships and what it gives my family to make sure i have nature time so it's a non-negotiable so like and i know when you're living your life aligned with your values um you just feel more aligned and more at ease and more content within yourself, because, yeah, there's a lot more ease and flow, and it's very natural. and and I'll be honest, it hasn't happened overnight, like I had to work at building those habits. <laughs> so yeah, it's um yeah, consistent habits done well, um, and keeping it simple, like they're simple habits and just building on them from there.
0: Yeah. And like a lot of that's around mindset, isn't it? So that you're not actually, if you fall over one day, perhaps you're not then kicking yourself and then it compounds into, um, you know, a week gone by where you haven't, you've literally fallen over and you can't pick yourself back up again. You kind of go, oh, well that happened. Let's get on with it. Um, let's get back out into nature, let's put the boundaries back in place, let's look at our priorities and then move from that space.
1: Yeah, and when I do have an oopsie moment because I'm a recovering perfectionist and and we all know like what is perfection, right? (laughs) What is perfection? So um, what I have learned to do is actually feel everything because there's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger that can come from those moments where you fall off the bandwagon and allowing yourself to feel that and process that emotion, it doesn't get stuff down in your body, so it allows it to come up, it allows it to be expressed, and when you acknowledge it, it allows it to pass through your system and your central nervous system is able to release it as well. So it's really, I think, for me, one of my deepest learning has been to express myself fully in those moments of frustration. And sometimes that might mean I go into my bedroom and punch my pillow or I might, and I find it's really if I'm having a bit of a negative moment, like having a shower and just visualising just washing off my body. Mm. Um, it might mean that I just sit and hold space for myself or give myself a hug because I'm a very um, kinesthetic person or physical touch, like just squeeze and give myself a hug. Like, um, yeah, it's really about meeting my own needs and feeling it and knowing that it's safe to be vulnerable and feel all those things. Yeah. Um, And not having, yeah, and just letting the judgments, a lot of judgments of self, to be honest, but um, just, just letting... I know I say letting go lightly because I know um, that's an area that a lot of people find challenging. But just allowing yourself to immerse in that feeling, and um, sometimes it means I actually amplify it because that's that's the gift of being in a being a, in a woman's body. Like we just amplify everything, right? So like just turning turning it up a bit, allowing it to pass through, and allowing it to just be. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's a really good way to look at it because a woman has a house, has a house but it becomes a home. You know, yeah. we have a child which becomes a family, so we are amplifying everything in our life. Yes. Um, so then to go, do you know what? My emotions don't have to amplify as well. Like I can yeah. allow them to move through me and move out of me and not be defined by them and then choose yep. where we want to go from there. So it's a beautiful yeah. analogy.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I will like, is when you are stuck in those moments um, and you say, like, this is your home, this is your family, is um, asking myself the question that you are so much more than this, aren't you? So, like, I'm also a mother, I'm also a daughter, I'm a granddaughter, I'm a sister, like, I'm, I'm just all these amazing things. So it's just having those little cues and those little questions just to pull... You back when it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what, I can keep keep on going on, and you know what, I have value. <laughs> I have value.
0: Yeah, and reminding yourself that you have value and then be like those questions are so powerful, or those you know, reminders and the prompts that you know I get to, and who am I in the world? Like I am so much more than just this moment. So what else is that? And putting perspective yeah. around that is really beautiful. Yeah yeah and I I love how you bring your son along for the ride like he is just part of what you're doing it's not separated it's connected because for me everything is connected so how one how I show up in one area is a flow and effect to another area so I love how you talk about that so thank you yeah yeah it's beautiful so tell us about your journey where did it start like has it been something you've been on for a very long time was it you know a short period of time ago let's dive in Oh,
1: that's a good question. So, you could say probably my journey really started um, back when I was a teenager. Um, and my mum was diagnosed with the same condition that I have, which is um, MS. And I sort of witnessed a lot through her experiences and learned a lot of valuable lessons. Um, and then I started to notice when I was teenager, like really struggling to just make a full week of school before I get really fatigued, like I know when I had my period, like it wasn't just like I um, would have it and just keep going, it would wipe me out and I'd miss days of school. Um, I remember going to the doctor's offices quite frequently and just being told, no, this is all in your head, like this, yeah, um, or saying, oh, no, you won't need that test and you won't need that. I had suspicions that I had something similar to my mum because I recognised some of the patterns. Um, And then I went for a year-long back trip backpacking trip overseas when I was 22 and I remember that I was having dizzy spells on this trip in the middle of another country and I lived the backpacking lifestyle so I just put it down to you know going out all these fantastic new foods like late nights, um, lots of drinking, lots of partying, lots of just go, go, go. So like lived a really good backpacking lifestyle. And then it was when I returned home, I just noticed some small symptoms. Like I just noticed that I've always had migraines and that, but they sort of amplified. I also noticed that there was a difference in my calf size and again, went to the doctors, oh no, no, it's nothing. And then I got the Gardasil vaccine and it I just crashed and I burned. Um, I also had glandular fever when I was 19. So it was like this perfect storm of all these little health things that had been popping up since mid-teens. And then um, I was due to get married. I was 27. I was six months before I was going to get married to my then partner. And... um, I got the diagnosis that it was MS and it didn't come as a surprise <laughs> at all, but I had this big intuitive, intuitive nudge because that's that's how I sort of process the world is that it all comes intuitively. So um, big intuitive nudge to look at nutrition because um, the pharmaceutical drugs that they had available at that time... The, They were heavily toxic and I just did not want them in my system. (laughs) Um, And I couldn't shake the feeling that there had to be a much better way. And also having watched my mum's experience as well, like I knew that my lifestyle um, was a massive factor, so that sort of sparked me into this whole world having I was actually working as a physical therapist at the time so I knew what was possible from the amazing clients who often came in for treatments and just the pain and conditions they had overcome um so I sort of like started gaining a lot of knowledge from people who are coming into the clinic and coming to see me and learning lots from that and then just like I just sort of went on this path when I looked at the epigenetics I looked looked at the nutrition I looked at the nutrients um, and like I am still growing I am still learning and my mind gets blown every single day and I think like I'm grateful that I knew how to research and look up a journal article I was able to apply critical thinking to what I was being told and be able to seek out that knowledge and um, find answers within medical literature and find an amazing supportive A-team. I think that's so important no matter where you're at on your journey, making sure you have an A-team that is aligned with who you are, knowing what questions to ask, where I had that advantage as to knowing that coming in like, like. I had to ask certain questions, so like I had to ask if something was presented to me, like is there a better and more gentler option, or um, what are some other options available to me at the moment, or just saying, you know what, I'll have I'll take have some information and I'll take it away with me, mm-hmm. and then I'll come back and have that discussion with you. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with when you're going into working with health practitioners and that, but you feel you have to answer then and there and make a decision then and there. But you can take information away with you and come back. And I think that's really important. And then another big factor on my journey was also that financial like financial hardship was one that took me by surprise. And I just remember I think, paying thousands of dollars for medical um, things over the years. And I remember having to um, borrow money from my then-in-laws. And and absolutely, I remember that moment, it absolutely broke me because I felt such shame around that. So on the journey, I was like, oh, my God, like, nobody has any answers for me, nobody what's going on, I can't afford the help I need but I was able to fortunately link in with some great health practitioners where they were able to offer affordable options, they were able to present me with this new information um, and yeah it, it's working really well for me my last MRI, like I've reversed it so like there's such incredible stuff out there but I wouldn't want anyone to go through the pain and hardship I went through into getting to where I'm now at Mm -hmm. and I think um, it's really yeah so many valuable lessons (laughs) so many valuable lessons.
0: Well it sounds like you've been on a journey for like a couple of decades right to get to where you are now and then How do you navigate that whole when the doctors are saying, you're fine, go home, how do you navigate that when you know that something's
1: not right? Yeah, so that is a really good question. So I look at my past self as a teenager and you just take what the doctors say as word. um,
0: And And that's generational too, isn't it? So, you know, our parents did that, so therefore, and they should know.
1: Yeah. And that's it. And I think um, medicine has a really good role um, in society. Um, I think they do emergency medicine really well. I think that, um, yeah, but when in terms of managing and recognizing chronic disease, we've still got a little way to go in that. Um, And managing like the quick fix approach of going in and getting a pill and stuff when there's there's often other ways that can serve your body a lot better long term and um, a lot of tools you can learn to help you on your journey as well Um, so my biggest thing is ask questions so if you're getting sent away and you're you know that there is something else going on ask questions and if you're if it's not feeling aligned or you're not feeling that you're being heard or seen, make sure you look at other options, talk to people, um, connect in wonderful communities like this, reach out, I invite or welcome anyone to reach out anytime and just start seeing other options. If that answer isn't there but you know something is going on, it's something you... But you also have to recognize, I think this is from my own personal experiences. We can often get stuck in chasing a label for mm. our symptoms rather than um, slowing down, enjoying life and focusing on well-being. We can get caught up in chasing that label because it can become a rather heavy label or diagnosis. and it can keep us stuck in that cycle so really it's about breaking free and just realizing that actually there's more than chasing this I think that's something I had to learn for myself too hey there's something more to life than chasing this diagnosis there's something more to life than um trying to find answers and focusing on what's wrong mm-hmm. um, because you miss out on some pretty epic moments in life. So, yeah, it's, and again, it's a real mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So, yeah, if, yeah, I and ask questions, ask questions. If they're saying to you like, you know, go away, go home, ask them why because this really matters to me. And my health is really important to me and I know something isn't right, where else can I see? Or is it possible to get a referral to someone else for another opinion? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So keep re- and keep researching, I think is the other point. So it's, it's kind of that whole wrap around around, you know, like you said, reach out to people who are in this industry and it's, it, we're in an age of technology. So there's plenty of people out there, particularly across a broad spectrum. It's not like you general, um, going to, go to the doctors and get, just getting that, um, you know, having that appointment and getting that outcome, which is usually symptom solving. Um, but if you can then have conversations with people who are in the wellness industry and then start those broader conversations because there's so many people out there that are interested in this sort of work and are interested um, in supporting you and it could just be through having a conversation as opposed to doing anything else, um, that is really empowering, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And I think, yeah, I think I found like that's that actually brings up another point for me. I there was a lot of support groups around MS and everything, but I went to a couple and I found that they weren't for me. So I did find um, there was I knew that I wanted a positive and a community that focused on well-being and feeling good and possibility. So, like, I I went out and looked for that. So I went to a yoga studio and I started doing yoga classes and, like, I just found my, like, it sounds cliche, but I found my tribe. Like, I just went and immersed myself and surrounded myself with similar interests. And it was enough to spark, hey, you know, this well-being, it, it is possible and I'm feeling good mm. I'm feeling good being in this environment yeah so, yeah I love how you
0: shared that because it's the same across any kind of you know challenge in life you may but go yeah. into a particular community and then not find you know they're not speaking the language that you want to speak or they're not feeling the way that you want to feel about that thing um, and so then finding those people that are more aligned with you is like dating, so going and experimenting and being open to that and going, do you know what, this one's not for me, but maybe over here is I'm being okay with making that movement.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you say it's funny, like it is dating, like um, Bumble BFF. I've connected with so many beautiful souls through there. (laughs) So, like, yeah, it's just a matter of putting yourself out there. And I think um, through the medical medium community as well, also connected with some beautiful souls in there I think the Melissa Ambrosini community as well Mm -hmm. so yeah it is it is about putting yourself out there and I know like I had a lot of fear because I had a lot of social anxiety to overcome as well so I started really gently um in my local area and everything like that so it's not like I just went yeah I'm going over here now it was like Yeah, I I sussed out the places, I did all the research and I made sure I was in a good space and had my tools equipped because, you know, when you're outside your comfort zone, like it does tend to, your central nervous system goes, what are you doing? And that's when a lot of people have some flare-up of symptoms. So it is, um, yeah, so it is knowing, knowing what you want in terms of how you, I think, how you want to feel with the people you surround yourself with.
0: Yeah. And you'll find yeah. that pretty quickly once you immerse yourself and you'll go, this isn't what I want. Like, And you may not know what you want to start with, but you kind of go, I know that's not it. So let's go to the next yeah. one. Or oh, that's yeah. still not it, but I like this component of it. Okay, we'll take that component and then see what's in the next group and move from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Easy. <laughs> so tell me about your A team. What was what components made it the a team for you um there's this whole balance between we you talked about it before around western medicine definitely has a part to play in in any medical um and eastern medicine also has that part to play and often um it's a blend between the two so you can't do one without the other it's all about that balance so what did that a team look like for you so
1: that's another good question because, yeah, I think it, it took me some time. So um, before, so I've got a neurologist on my team and I've been through five different neurologists and it took, yeah, it took me five before I was fully aligned with this doctor and he's amazing and I love him to bits. And he is very supportive of my lifestyle and stuff as well and that's what I found like I've had to find practitioners who complement my lifestyle um so firstly that secondly that are aligned with what I want and my truth as well has been and goals as well and enter into it like you're entering into a relationship because these guys are going to be with you for the long haul so you really have to treat it like a long-term relationship Mm. (laughs) so I was um, I've some practitioners had my best interests at heart others didn't and I think that's what you find like through a lot of life as well Mm. so for me it was really about knowing again that clarity in what you want and wanting to achieve I think you have to walk in with a clear mindset around that and the best practitioners I've had have all been word of mouth or referral Uh, so it's really important to have those discussions with other people who you feel safe to have those discussions with and find out what worked for them and who they worked with but all of my um yeah my practitioners and that now most of them have been word of mouth or referral through the community yeah
0: which is beautiful that's awesome you know but but you had to be brave to have those conversations and get out there and and start up them and that's that's where where you start to empower yourself is through those conversations isn't it
1: yeah and sometimes like I found to with the spiritual side and that like I've just had people like I'll be like hey I'm looking for a massage therapist or something like that and then like because I like how the universe just brings people into your life like next person I know is bringing is saying hey I just went to a really great massage therapist and I'm like how about that? How about that? Tell me about that. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so, a lot of my practitioners have actually come into my life that way as well. So, I have an osteopath, I have an exercise physiologist, I have a personal trainer, I've got my neurologist, I've got my GP who is awesome. If you find a G, great GP, hold on to them hold on to them but yeah she's amazing um so yeah I've really had to sort of through a lot of trial and error because some some of those relationships with practitioners haven't worked out or I haven't felt comfortable or that my felt heard or seen in those appointments so it's been really about the trial and error error. And every time I've let one go, someone better has come along. So it's just trusting the process and that the right person will come along when you need them. Mm.
0: And that's so true in every area of our life, isn't it? Just letting something, just releasing the hold that we have on things um, and particularly around the medical space, but also just in life, let go and just see what comes in. Yes, totally. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you said that you've been able to reverse what you've been experiencing how does that show up like how you said it was through an mri so is it a brain scan mri is it through the body like in tell us how does that all work
1: yeah so mri so i need to get once every 6 months an mri scan to just see where i'm at um, which i had a lot of hesitation around because i don't get there's a dye that they put in, mm. and they're actually—it's actually a really heavily toxic dye. So, <laughs> um, so I actually don't get the dye in there, but it is measured and tracked. And I had a flare up mid-year, and which was quite—it was a big flare up. And I just remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, like I am going to do everything I can do in this moment." So. I committed myself to doing everything over this this period, and I was like, I was shocked by the results. In that I had, so I have in, it shows up as inflammation spots on the brain, mm-hmm. or little like it, it like how I'm trying to describe it because I've I've got the image, but I'm trying to des- describe it, but it, it just shows where the spots, where the disease activity is. So I went from quite significant disease activity to very minimal disease activity to where it's been completely halted. And the inflammation around my brain and those areas has completely dispersed in a lot of areas. Um, But for me, my walking and activity and my energy is often affected so I've had to yeah I've noticed improvements in all of those areas so it's been really cool to witness that and have the tangible evidence because I'm like I just feel different I feel different inside and people are like but how do you know that (laughs) like and I'm like well here's the tangible evidence now so it's nice to have some reassuring evidence to to have that as a beautiful reminder as well and just what's possible because anything's possible like Mm. and and there's a great deal of satisfaction that comes from me from astounding my doctors so like a few years ago they told me that I was the worst patient in one in 1000 patients that they had and to be where I'm at now is just phenomenal like I couldn't describe how grateful I am to be where I'm currently at but to walk in and the doctors see this they're like like you are literally a walking miracle like we don't know how you're doing this I'm like well I can tell you if you like (laughs) I can tell you but they never want to know that stuff but um yeah so it's really reassuring on my path and the journey and everything I'm doing that it is having some effects and um, really breaking the generational cycle, you mm. could say, which is really cool. Um, so, and particularly too because I have my son, like I can, I'm I'm wanting to not just influence myself, but this ripples down to the next generation. Yep. So, like, I've seen that. So, I know I'm going to do everything I possibly can right now to change that outcome. Mm.
0: Which is, yeah, that's incredible. And because it's not just him, it's his children as well. So, your grandchildren and, yep. and that flow and effect that you're creating right now is, yeah, beautiful. Yep. So, when you say everything, <laughs> that everything was going like you had this, um, a flare up and that everything sort of you went okay I'm going to do everything what did that look like for you to get to the outcome that you've got now and I and it's very personalized to you right? I you know I think that's important for everybody to know what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person so just yeah. keen to hear what that sounds like for you
1: yeah and that's a really good question as well so how that looked for me was really, I hit that point where I had that aha moment. I'm like, do you know what? My central nervous system is responding to the world around it. What if, what if, just what if I could change my central nervous system response? What if instead of fear and um, feeling like everybody's coming under like um, i had this real fear of being under attack what what if i could change that response what if um so it was really about changing that fight and flight response and I did a lot of central nervous system and increasing i'll talk about the window of tolerance so we've all got this level of tolerance for the inputs into our body and our life. It's shaped by our life experiences. And if there's past trauma there as well, your window of tolerance can go down and go close in. Mm-hmm. So I've really worked really hard, um, with expanding my window of to- tolerance as well. So that was like a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation, um, a lot of centering and grounding I found that I tend to to be spiritually bypass a lot of stuff so my coping mechanism was straight to go straight to the spiritual when actually my body was telling me that I needed to ground more and be more centered and be more rooted in this human experience. So anytime like I've come up out of my body into that real spiritual world, my body literally goes, uh-uh, you need to be back in your body, Missy. So <laughs> that's something I've had to learn is that the more grounded, the more connected I am to my human and the more I love my human, um, the better yeah, my body just responds a lot better. So it's like I've had to find that real balance of um, a lot of different stuff. But for me, it also looked at like incorporating light therapy. How was I going to make that work in my busy schedule? How was I eating all the good foods I know during the COVID stuff, it became a real coping mechanism to not eat the foods that were nourishing to my body. So yeah, what influence did that have on this flare-up? I had to. I asked myself a lot of um, questions a lot, like, do I see a positive future? And I was like, you know what? I actually don't. So how am I going to move forward to a positive future? And am I feeling well-being actually? no I'm not so how am I going to create well-being so I just focused on how I'm going to create more well-being focusing on opening up that that window of tolerance um looked at a lot of past trauma that had been stuffed down in my body Processed a lot through EFT I just I think yeah it was just accumulation of things but yeah, definitely the biggest one. I would have to say focusing on that creating well-being. Well, you know what? This is where I'm at. Okay, how am I going to create well-being? How am I going to create more well-being today? And I just ask myself like how am I going to create well-being today? And sometimes it was simply just sitting and playing with my son. Um, sometimes it was sitting and playing with my pets, and particularly because I had a lot of fatigue. Sometimes it was just the simpler thing, like how am I going to create more well-being today? I, instead, I was just drinking green juice. Mm. So it was just small little actions that built to this this amazing result on my last MRI. Yeah. And like I feel better within myself. I feel a lot better within myself. Like. like because I feel, I feel my way through the world so like I'm feeling led, I'm just like I feel different, I feel different, I reckon, I reckon this like it's not affecting me as much and I'm feeling good and hey, what am I going to do today for my well-being? So that's my be my go-to. How am I going to create that well-being? Because when you think about it, wellness is just a feeling. Well-being is a feeling. So they're all you can trying to recreate them. And there's so many, so many different ways you can recreate. So I really focused on creating that feeling state of wellness and well-being. Yeah.
0: I love how you say that wellness and well being is just a feeling. So it's how you feel in your body. And then there are thoughts that are connected to that, which is what you've been changing is, well, how do I, how, how am I going to create more well being today? So it's the thoughts, okay, I'm going to go and do this thing, or I'm going to have that green juice, I'm going to play with my son, I'm going to connect to nature. So you're creating your reality in advance yeah. of actually creating it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I think it's really like you can say manifestation or you can just replace that word with create because it, it simplifies it down because there's a lot of attachment to the word manifestation because if it's not showing up, you get really like it can be really disheartening. Mm. So like I think just by focusing on the feelings of, well, what are the underlying feelings that I have when I achieve what I want to achieve in my health, what feelings will they be? Oh, okay, so wellbeing and wellness. And what does that look? What does that feel? What does that sound like to me? Like, And just it's it can go into so m- many levels and you can get caught up. I'd say like one of the lessons I've learned is I got so caught up in the manifestation Processes that I forgot to actually bring them to life. Yes. <laughs> so, so it's yeah. It's been. It is creation. Like you get to create that re- um, reality, and it's intention. It sets the intention. If you can set the intention, for me that intention of wanting to create well-being was enough because I had done all the work around my mindset I had all those incredible tools then like oh I get to drink drink green juice today I'm so excited about drinking green juice yeah. um like it's it's just those simple little tweaks that make a big difference overall yeah and there's simple
0: tools that amplify your life so create a beautiful life that you want anyway that you can anybody can implement today yeah yeah Yeah, exactly exactly and you blew my mind when you said my central nervous system is responding to the world around me which is so true right yeah and and we often let the world tell us how we need to respond as opposed to going no I can choose how I want to respond to this or to whatever's going on around me I get to choose and taking back that power for yourself
1: yeah and yeah that's so true and I love how you put that and I think like that also extends back to my physical therapy days and working with chronic pain it's really like the central nervous system it's like you've you somehow put the keys in the ignition and you turn it and it's you've got the battery and then the alarm goes off like bing 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 and that's That's how I sort of describe, it sort of relates to autoimmunity and chronic conditions as well and mental health conditions and everything. Like it really is like you get a choice in how you respond. So even on like a bad day, like I have a choice in how I respond. I can choose to put foods that don't nourish my body in or I can make that choice, conscious choice to put the stuff that's moving me towards that well-being. It doesn't matter that I'm having a bad day, hey? I can still do something. Just because you're having a bad day does not mean that you can't do something. Mm
0: -hmm. So true, so true. Now, just I wanted to touch on the financial hardship component because you've described that you have a number of people that you work with and that comes with a financial connection, you know, you've got to pay for your services and yep. things like that and you know that it's been a couple of decades to get this get this diagnosis and now working through and, and being able to reverse what's going on for you. How do you deal with that financial side of things?
1: Yeah, so the financial hardship... Um, it was a really low point in my life. It did bring up a lot of stuff and it did trigger a lot of depression. Um, it really had a big effect on my marriage as well. Um, personally, um, carrying around that guilt and that shame, it's, it's still, um, it's not something that, I would want for anyone else ever I think that if I had the information that some of the stuff that I shared today and some of the stuff you share in a lot of your podcasts and that I think I would be in a very different position Mm. (laughs) um, financially but I've been fortunate in that I've been able to sort of apply the same sort of focus that I had with well-being also apply it to my finances to be in a, a much better place and really comfortable in that I'm supported I'm also really lucky that I got NDIS funding in there as well so I've been able to make that sort of work around that as well so which is the whole process in itself but now I'm at the point where if I don't need NDIS I it doesn't matter because like, it's, it's really lovely to be in that position but I started, I actually applied that well-being, well what does financial well-being look, feel, sound like for me and created some healthy boundaries around that because like me, I have a drive-through coffee and I get a chai like every day, like what what are some simple things? So I made that commitment to myself. What will I not tolerate anymore? What will I not tolerate? And I said, I just I wrote it all down. And I said, I will not tolerate spending five dollars a day on a chai, just to get through the day. So then, in my weekly shop, I just got some chai bags, and that I'm still still was happy happy having that in my little keep cup. Like it was just simple changes. Um, I got really clear on my goals, so I actually have an account set up for wellness and growth, and that's that's in a separate account because that's one of my top values. So I have an account specifically where I'm just putting in small amounts every week and that's slowly built up over time. So if I do get hit with a big medical expense, that's no well, is that moving me towards my wellbeing? yep, no worries. so but and like you were saying before like every area flows into mm. the next one so having those little knowing that i want to create financial well-being well what does that look what does that feel like for me like what's what's one simple action i could do today and yeah just having that financial well-being bucket really has been um it's been a game changer for me so if that helps anyone else but Yeah. And I just allocate auto pay it. So I don't even notice that it's missing from my account really. And that's there. And yeah, it's taken time and it's been a journey and I've done a lot of abundance and mindset work around that as well. So yeah, it's, it's nice knowing where I'm at now to where I was, would have been four or five years ago in that regard.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's awesome growth because, you know, finances can be scary for a lot of people and particularly when they're not well, it can be just like you're handing over money all the time. But if you come back and go, well, how how do I want to turn up in this space? What does financial abundance look like to me? What can I make, you know, simple, what simple changes can I make um, and what can I create? Then you, you come back and go, okay, I, I've got control over this. It's, it's not always an out bucket. There is an in bucket too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's so true. And I also want to note that if you have deep fear around finances, that's also going to trigger you into that flight or fight response and create more um, more of what you don't want. Yeah. And that that central nervous system response, really. So yeah, it's been been a learning process. And again, it's in how you respond. So can you reframe that? So Uh, what is this teaching me or what do I need to do next so this doesn't happen again or Mm. what is this showing me or could I refrain so maybe like I know one thing that's really helpful for me is like treating treating my sit down budget night like a date night and I think um Christine North Northrup does I think is that make money a love story that's a really good book and like you treat it like like it's You're wooing and taking someone out and just having a good time. So I have a kombucha with me. I have some raw and and, like, I love it. I love it. Put some music on. So it's really about um, injecting that joy and that love into those experiences and that fear around finances that's coming up. What is driving that fear? What is driving it? Ask yourself that question, really. What is driving it? is there and sometimes there are circumstances outside our control but look at what the things that you can do mm. and do them because I, I do understand everyone's circumstances are different but look at what you can do mm. and what is in your control and focus there yeah focus on that creating some financial well-being
0: yeah. And yeah. I'll just follow on like your question around, um, what was it? Oh, it's gone from me. What was that question? So asking, you know, that question to yourself and then asking, is it true? So what is driving this financial hardship? Why do I feel like I'm in a you know bad financial position? What is it or what's coming up for me? And then ask yourself, is it actually true?
1: Yeah. That's such a good question to ask yourself. <laughs> is this true? Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, and quite often the answer's like, nah, no, <laughs> no.
0: Or I'm, I'm totally capable of changing it. You know, like yeah. let's go and make that yeah. shift.
1: And and that comes from. It's not like it was an overnight shift. That comes from doing the work and becoming, becoming aligned with within myself in like brain, heart, gut, mm-hmm. everything like that, and sort of recognizing just those little leaks were often linked to behaviors that weren't serving me. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I know during all the COVID stuff, all the clothes shopping and stuff, it was so easy to just go, yep, I'm going to purchase all the things and have all the things. However, it wasn't conducive to my financial well-being or the, the sort of lifestyle I want to create, yeah. like down the track. So a lot of that's something i've had to learn because like i was so i was so uncertain of a positive future so now a lot of my decision making goes out into the future so i have that positive view of the future hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that alignment too. So it's, it's what am I aligned to in the future and what do I want to create? So therefore, what am I bringing in? I do that a lot too, which is really powerful. Really powerful. Yeah. And I, you know, like I've been um, playing around with emotions recently and interestingly, the story that came up recently was if I'm not feeling my emotions am I avoid like like a void, like literally nothing's coming through me that I've just kind of like I'm not engaged in life and that's a question to be answered and the answer is no. I just get to choose what those emotions are. I get to choose to turn up for my finances. I get to choose to turn up for all the other areas of my life and how I'm shopping and and what I'm doing and where I'm purchasing from and doing it from a really conscious space. Mm-hmm. It is an evolution. It takes time but <laughs> you've got to start with one thing, right? It's really, um,
1: that's really turning your shoulds into coulds. Mm. So if you give, so I should do my finances or I should set a budget, just do that little tweak, like I could do a budget. So it gives you that power of that choice because I know like with the toddler, if you have toddlers, if you give them two options, they're going to do something. So (laughs) really it's like, um, yeah, if you just change that wording, I I should into I could. It can, it can have that's a little trick that can have a big effect.
0: Yeah. Well it feels better, doesn't it? Because I should is probably going, oh, I really should do that thing, but I don't want to, as opposed to I could. And you're like, oh, what could I create in that space?
1: Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's stepping back and it's asking yourself that question going, actually, next question, what do I actually need right now? Mm. So if you're like saying like I'll use the classic laying on the couch just vegging all day in front of Netflix, like I could get up and do the dishes or I could just stay here and keep watching the next episode. But do you know what? Like what do I actually need? Does my body actually need this rest? Yeah. Or, you know, is it okay that like you just start, it starts that deeper inquiry and you're asking yourself those questions in what's serving you in this moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then that creates those conscious moments moving forward. So you, yes. you, it becomes almost like an autopilot. No, 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 I need this to sit here and just watch this TV show for another perhaps half hour or an hour or whatever. But I, I know naturally, intuitively in my body, this is where I need to be and I'm okay with that and I'm not beating myself up or judging myself because I'm not over there sorting out the dishes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, so much to talk about. This has been awesome. <laughs> <is>. I
1: appreciate <laughs> it so much, like it's, yeah. It's
0: really beautiful and it's amazing what you have achieved, you know, like mm-hmm. to get to where you are and to be, you know, to do it the way that you have done it and just sort of, you know, like stripped yourself back really bare and then rebuilt yourself and said, well, who, yeah. would, who do I want to show up with, which is really lovely. Yeah. 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 So tell me, what, what's the work that you're doing out in the world now?
1: So the work I'm doing out in the world at the moment is I'm actually helping people living with chronic conditions. Um, I'm an LP, conscious hypnosis and rapid transformation therapist, and I work with people one-to-one through my coaching programs I've got so many juicy ideas in store for 2021 so I'm so excited to be launching new content and putting things out there and just creating more goodness in in what you guys need but it's yeah it's at the moment I've been able to it's sort of like around my lifestyle and that too like it's just wonderful being able to share with a community who might have gone through something similar to what I have and are looking for the tools and are wanting to know where what the next step is or caught up in the overwhelm just after diagnosis or not knowing where to go. And it's, it's beautiful because it's such a beautiful connected community in the coaching space like like even in the podcasting space, it's just such a pleasure connecting with everyone because we are all here. We love what you can just, the passion radiates from people and I just love it. And like, if you're listening to this, I do invite you and welcome you to reach out at any time to anyone that resonates because we love being asked questions. We love helping and we love serving. And just if, you're feeling alone or anything like that just popping into one of our inboxes and sending a message hey I saw you here I heard you here you know this is what's going on for me like we love just sharing our knowledge and our wisdom and supporting the broader community we just love it
0: (laughs) I totally agree. Like it's, you can just call me up and I will just be on the phone with you for an hour. And and that's just because I love, you know, love doing it. And I know I'm not the only one out there. Like, so yeah, yeah, like you said, just reach out to somebody if that's what you need. Mm, Beautiful. So I'm a massive believer in self-love. I love it. (laughs) What's one thing that you do for self-love?
1: Oh, I love that question. That's a good one. One thing that I do for self-love is I hold myself in every single emotion that comes up unconditionally. So I look at my four-year-old and I ask myself, you know, he's having some pretty big emotions right now. What would I do for him? Like give him that unconditional love right? So, like, why can't I give that to myself? So it's really holding myself in all those emotions and experiences in life that tend to arise and knowing that I can give that to myself is, like, the ultimate form of self-love.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I had to write it down. I'm like, yes, I can sit in an emotion and rather than judge myself, which, you know, a lot of us tend to do just go okay what do I need right now let's put a you know our arms are wrapped around each other wrapped around ourselves or like a warm blanket and go okay we can sit here and it's okay and you're safe and I love you yep. and that's enough yeah yeah it's, it's nice beautiful <laughs> so tell us you've given us great lots of great information today what's one thing that we could do to serve you
1: um ask questions and like one of the best things you can do to serve me is start taking that self-responsibility for you and reaching out and asking questions and um, you can check me out, all the social media links and everything will be listed under the episode. But, yeah, one thing you can do for me is start showing up for yourself. We get to write like autoimmunity, chronic illness and that, like it's – it's. epidemic proportions in our world and one of the best things we can do for ourselves is make that commitment to ourselves commit to our wellness commit to our well-being and knowing that you're doing that is it has the ripple effects we are all so connected with in this so we can really yeah I would say to people you know you can, you can inspire yourself with your own stories and well-being, and just start small and build from there. And like one thing you can give me is just choose one thing in the morning, something small that you can give yourself just for you that moves hmm. you towards well-being.
0: Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and I totally agree. Like it, it is that just that one thing that they can that people can do and move forward from that space. But also being their best friend, like being the advocate for themselves whenever they go to do anything effectively. But particularly in the medical field, when you know there's there's challenges underway, um, or be somebody else's advocate as well. <laughs> so that yeah. that's always a requirement. But yeah, start to take self responsibility and turn up for yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think like that's where I I absolutely. And that's how you can serve me because I love seeing people step up and take responsibility. I love seeing people step up into their well-being despite what they've been told. I just, I love it. And it gives me so much like on every level to see other people thriving, to see other people happy. So that's the best way you can be of service to me. Yeah. And it's that
0: curiosity, isn't it? It's not coming out and going, well, no, that's wrong or, you know, blah, blah. It's just asking questions and going, well, if I did it this way, could that work? Or like you said, is there a better way or a healthier way? Because this doesn't align with me. What's my options? And start playing around with it that way and take the information away and then go, okay, what else can I find
1: out? What else can you find out? And what really resonates with me right now that I can apply that right now? So, yeah, yeah, it's there's so much um, information and everything out there. So, take one thing, just one, just one.
0: Sounds great.
1: Well, we will definitely link
0: to all your social media in the show notes, so that'll be cool. But thank you so much for this time. It's been amazing. Um, You've really blown me away on so many different levels, so I really appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're doing out in the world. So thank you for being you.
1: Thank you so much for having me here and for sharing all this goodness (laughs) in the world. So thank you so much. (laughs) Deep appreciation here too, so thank
0: you. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining me on my Holistic Health Podcast. It's been great to have you and I have a few small favours to ask so we can spread the word about this podcast further and encourage others to dive into their health journeys. Firstly, head over to susanscolan.com and tell us what resonated with you. Secondly, subscribe and leave a five-star review. The next thing I'd really love you to do is to share this episode with someone you love and head over to my private Facebook group, Holistic Health with Susan Scollin, and continue to up-level your own health and wellness. Thank you so much for being here.